Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Hi, this is Andrea Adams-Miller, your co-host on the Leverage Masters, along with Gina Gaudio-Grace. I'm the CEO and founder of the redcarpetconnection.com and executive director of the keepsmilingmovement.com. And Gina Gaudio-Grace is the founder of Directions University, and she is the co-founder of Duvizio.com. And we have a really special guest with us, Roshana Price. Roshana, are you able to hear me okay? Gina normally runs the board for me. I'm new to the board, so let me figure out how I can make this work for her so she can join us. So hold on just a moment while I do that. Um, I, since I am new to it, it's not always easiest for me. So um, are you able to hear me? I am not hearing her. Well, this will be fun. You can hear me, but I can't get her to talk. Roshana, keep talking. Um, just uh, recite the ABCs until I can hear you on the live on the air, and we'll, I'll keep messing with the screen until we figure out how it works. So she can hear me, and so can all of you, but for some reason, it is not letting her talk to me, and so I'll keep pushing things. Can you hear me yet? Are you still holding for ABCs? Since I've got her on hold. Hello. Hi, Andrea. Ah, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yes. Yes. So Gina normally runs the board. I've only run the board one other time in all these years that I've been with her. So now that I have Rashana Price on the line, let me tell you all about her because it was most important that we could hear her before we continue. <laughs> so we are interviewing today Rashana Price. She is the giver of awesomeness. She is furiously focused on defining bullying behaviors to support growth and healing for all she encounters. Rashana's systematic approach allows her clients to conduct deep explorations into their bullying situation and uncover hidden talents, increased confidence, and safer behavior. SAFER, by the way, is an acronym that she'll be happy to share with us later as they move forward in their life. She's a coach, a speaker, a trainer, and she's worked with leaders in organizations such as Shaw University, General Mills Incorporated, Rolls Royce, and et cetera. She has done some amazing things and has amazing testimonials from people in very high places. She holds a bachelor's and a master's degree in industrial and systems engineering and a master's in educational leadership. So she's also an author of a book called, oh, wait, I'm going to get it in front of me so that I can, I, like, I, you know what I just realized? I was, like, going to show it to you guys. I am on the air only, so me holding this up. So it is this beautiful book, Be a Giver of Awesomeness, Discover, Guard, and Give, Rashana Price, and Where Bullies Come, 
when bullies come, you know you have a gift, is her side little mm-hmm. motto there. So, Roshana, welcome to the show. Standing ovation to you. Thank you for showing up in this day and age of craziness and isolation, where I guess the bullies can only get you in cyberspace right now, which still occurs and still happens, because right now when people are being isolated and um, being separated from each other in the world of a coronavirus going on right now, right in the midst mm-hmm. of the uh, separation, um, the one place people come to for social connectivity is online, and unfortunately, their enemies and bullies show up there in their space as well. So welcome to the show, yeah. and I'm happy to hear you share all this info with us. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's an interesting time, and the bullies are still out there doing their thing, taking confidence, helping people question who they are giving lots of ammunition for those who are already feeling uncertain, they're adding to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely so. So let's kind of start with, I I mentioned the SAFER behavior, SAFER as an acronym. Why don't you go through SAFER with us so that we understand, you know, what that really means in the scope of the world? Yeah, absolutely. So SAFER stands for situation, your attitude, the figures you encounter, how you explore where you are currently, and then the most important is redirecting all of that energy, your awesomeness, your gift, into activity and into forward momentum. So often when people are bullied, they get – oh, go ahead. Yeah, and anytime that you're talking and I start to say something, if I just shut up, keep talking, and if I keep and if I keep talking, that means I, I want to say something really bad. So go ahead and keep talking. You're perfect. Okay. Yeah. So so often when people are bullied, what happens is they get stuck in the story of what happened, and it did happen. Once you acknowledge that it happened and really go through the situation, you can then use it to your advantage. And that is how you actually unlock your gifts and talents because bullies choose you for a reason. They come and say mean things to you for a reason. They target your social media feed, your business, your kids, whatever the thing is, because they see something that maybe you don't yet see or you take it for, you take it for granted because it's so easy to you. And that's why you have to work through all five steps to really see yourself in a new way and use it to your advantage. So let's let's go through an example. So, sure. um, all right, I, I'm I'm going to use myself as an example in the past. So I've been um, bullied both as a child and as an adult um, by uh, mostly men, but a couple women who were very uh, uh, they were aggressive, not assertive, because they would say things like "I'm too much," "I'm too loud," "I smile too much," "I'm too friendly," "I sing too much," mm-hmm. you know, like just really. Um, at me for being too much. And the reason I'm going to use me as an example is yesterday during this coronavirus craziness, I decided I wanted to bake something and I was out of eggs. And five stores later, I still had no eggs. And then I ended up buying a whole bunch of other stuff that looked good. So don't send me to the store hungry. But I met a woman (laughs) and her little boy and her little boy had just been diagnosed with ADHD and he'd been picked on at school. And she was actually kind of glad that 
school's out because she has the opportunity to hold homeschool him, which uh, because she works in the restaurant industry, she's forced to stay home and because she mm-hmm. um, they don't have carry out and her son is forced to stay home. And so it, it, for her, it ended up being a perfect opportunity. And so she heard me saying how I wanted eggs and she offered me if I followed her home, she would give me her eggs because she doesn't use them and she would love to give back to the community. So I was happy to receive. And when I talked and spent some time with her, we really focused on how her son could keep smiling in the midst of of the adversity of people telling him, you know, he's too bright, he's too smart, he's too loud, he moves too much, he sings. And he's like, I, that's me, I'm like you. And we just had a little ball together. So I would love to have been able to give him even better advice um, than how I've been resilient with it. Um, because it still happens. I mean, I'm 50 years old and it still occurs. So have at it. I'm all yours. <laughs> yeah. So the first thing is, is even for those people that talk to you that way, they were pointing to your gift. The whole point is that you're a lot of room and space in the world. And you're doing that through all of the different business events that you do, how you support, how you're talking on this radio show right now, you're using your too much to your advantage and to the advantage of others. Even your too much in the moment in the grocery store was attracted to this family and to this mother. And your bravery of being the person that maybe says things before they need to be said, right, maybe in a meeting, oh, Andrea, it's not time to say that. Well, it is time because you just said it, right? Like, that is a part of your awesomeness and using that to your advantage. And for the mother, and maybe she's going to listen to this or she'll see it later, helping her son go through the things that have been said to him and done to him will help him see the uniqueness that he has. Not the other people that have been saying it. They're not the focus point. He is. Whatever it is they're saying, maybe he does have a lot of energy because he has ADHD. Maybe he is unique or he thinks differently because his brain has a gift in some way. That's what she helps him understand and love because once he loves it and has an attitude of I love it, it's me, he can then choose where he wants to redirect. How does he want to give that to the world? Maybe he's helping other kids who have ADHD. Maybe he's putting together a club at his school. Maybe he's going to be the next person to be out in the community doing something, giving his awesomeness. Well, I love that because um, I used to teach college and um, I was an art director for kids because um, I wanted my kids to be in an art program. So during the summer, I taught it. And my, the kids were between four and 19 years of age. So I had like a one-room schoolhouse of art kids. And what I noticed is the kids who had ADHD, they just really needed me to teach differently and allow the room to be more interactive and to give them space. So my wiggly kids, I was honest with them that I needed to put them in the back, not because they were bad or whatever. It was because they were distracting because they were wiggling and moving. And I always gave them a table to themselves because their legs were shaking and bumping. And if anybody else was trying to write, they were messing with the other person's table. And I spent a lot of time um, walking and being in the back of the room and flipping the room as well, you know, to be interactive mm-hmm. with them because I saw their gift is that they learn in a different way where they have to take in information and feel it and be kinesthetic, not just um, seeing and hearing. 
And um, so I'm so thank you for the compliment that people see the people who like us and the people who are attracted to us find everything that we do awesome. And the people who don't are the people who are annoyed with us, um, maybe are jealous that they don't get to take up that space or they've been minimized. Yeah, like, so for the people, because the bully comes, it's because they see that you have it, and they actually need it. It's valuable. But the only way that they can exploit it is if you don't think it's valuable. So think about a time that maybe you were in a meeting, and you were the one with the great ideas, and you were the one that was outspoken and putting those ideas on the table, The idea is what's needed, but the reason that people don't want you to put the idea out there is because they want to be the one with the idea, but they don't have the idea. And so what they do is is they try to get you to stop talking, so then then maybe they'll have space to create a good idea, but the truth is is they don't have good ideas. But they're not going to tell you that your ideas are good. They're just going to tell you to stop talking and be quiet. Do you see how that? Very interesting how that value is there. Yeah. And it happens to adults all the time. They're hired to be innovative, creative. They're, they're unique in their interview. That's the space and the time where they have room to do all of that. And then when they get on a team, that team has to conform. And that's where people's confidence is eroded over time. And that's where they're being bullied and they don't even know it. They just think this is how it means to be an adult and be on a team and play well. You downplay your skills. Uh, you don't talk as much. Wow, mm-hmm. that's interesting. That's so what happened. I, I'm thinking of another situation. So I do theater, and um, I remember I when I do theater and when I'm rehearsing, by the way, all of you that are listening, I know I'm giving my stories and talking about them, but I'm only using them as an example. So don't even hear it as an Andrea thing. Think about how does it apply <laughs> to your life. So take whatever I'm you. hearing mm-hmm. and figure out what's happening for you or someone that you love or care about. Or maybe someone you don't like. Maybe you, maybe you're the bully and you didn't even know it. You know, because um, even myself, it, I recognize sometimes where maybe I've done something or teased someone for something, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I think I actually was bullying them and I didn't realize it. So even though I would yeah. never think of myself as being that way, you know, there's probably times where I have and I didn't even realize it. You know. Yeah, I, and one, yeah, yeah, one of the ways as adults that we sometimes bully and we don't know it is we start to hoard someone's gift or talent. We see it. We recognize it. It's valuable to us. And then we keep it. We don't want to share it with other people. It happens a lot in business. People align themselves to other good people. And then they're like, actually, instead of having your business grow, why don't you just come work for me? Playground with moms who get a good babysitter. And then they're like, I can't share that babysitter with anyone else. Like, I need that babysitter for when I need them. And then before you know it, the babysitter who's trying to grow their business is only dealing with one family because that family won't share. It's hoarding. And when we hoard the gifts and talents of someone else, over time, that builds up resentment with them. And they start to feel like what they have is not valuable when the truth is it is so valuable, which is why you're hoarding it. Interesting. I love the perspective that you're bringing to me, how I could be a better team player, a better executive director of my movement, you know, other things that I may 
um, subconsciously do and not even realize it, you know, and, um, or my other partners, what they do or not do. So like for me, I'm an includer. I make sure I mention everyone. I say their voice. I tag them all. And in some of my projects and experiences and partnerships, it doesn't occur. It's like I don't even exist when they speak. And so um, they very well could be hoarding me. <laughs> they could be. And, uh, they could be. And, and then, I'm laughing and yeah, at you it have the power because now. it's a re- realization. <laughs> and it's actually not funny at all. But it, it's funny in the fact like, oh, my gosh, maybe that's what's happening. And they're afraid that I'll go off and leave them and and not support them anymore when I'm fully committed to what it is that I'm doing. Because I, I work in own multiple companies and I work with multiple people. And so they don't realize that I have the capacity to work for and love on more than one person. I can do that with multiple people. So very interesting. It's almost like a, if it were a relationship thing, it, it'd almost be like a jealousy, like, oh, you're not a lot, like if you were dating, you can't date other people. But <laughs> but in business, you can work with lots of people and it's acceptable and you can um, love on all of their businesses and do really well with them. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in that case, when you're responding to that person then, how do you suggest that they then start? Well, so it sounds like part of it is they need to get into themselves, like they need to um, get into the appreciation of who they are and what they have to offer. So that's part of it, right? Ac- accepting their awesomeness? Accepting it. Uh, being aware of it first. First, it's awareness because mm. some of the things that are awesome about us come so natural. They're like breathing. You almost don't even know you're doing it when you're doing it. It's just that simple. Like when you went to the grocery store yesterday and the five different places, you didn't even think like, I'm not going to talk to this woman and her son. It just happened. It just kind of showed up. And that's how your awesomeness is. It just is on you and it oozes from you. And before you know it, you're just in a conversation and you're driving down the, the, then you're in your car and you're going to somebody's house. You don't even know getting eggs. And, and it is, it is a done deal before you even really consciously recognize it. The same is true for people that are designers and creative. They see a band because they're so good at it. And that's the first part is the awareness of the things that you do that people are applauding you for and saying, you rock, you're awesome, you're amazing. Don't take those small compliments for granted. Really think about what you're doing and how you're doing it so you can start to identify your awesomeness. Because if you don't know what it is, someone else can take advantage of it if you don't guard it. I can see where it'd be easy to take all that, all that for granted. And to feel shut down, because I do talk to everyone. I mean, if you're within a 50-foot radius of me, you're getting talked to. And if you're 100, and there's nobody else closer, I'll just talk out loud anyways. And I'll even have people say, are you talking to me? And I'll say, well, I'm an only child. I grew up an only child. So if you are, (laughs) if you responded, then I consider that a bonus. So I don't necessarily have to have anyone listening for me to talk. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's just who you are. And because that's just who you are, it happens everywhere. But but because it isn't normal, it's a gift apart from everyone else. Because there are times when you could be talking to yourself, maybe maybe you, like you aren't even that aware of other people around, but someone else is listening and you're saying exactly what they need to then move them forward. I love it. It's funny. 
Um, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then there's the guy who was behind me yesterday who he'd look at me like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> so yeah. Funny. He's probably scared um, a little bit like, oh, uh, this is not his normal. Cause that's probably, he's probably not like, like, why are you talking to me? Um, uh, but uh-huh, when you yeah, do what you're totally doing, in a place. yeah, yeah. yeah. So but for you, once once you know that that's what you do, so so Andrea, because you talk so much and you can relate and engage with so many different people, because you know that, and there may have been situations in your past that have been very hurtful for you. Walking through those situations to be sure that those there aren't any trigger words or any situations in which you feel uncomfortable, then you can move into guarding it so that you'll know when someone is hoarding, someone is deceiving you or taking something from you. And you can then Mm -hmm. arm yourself to say, actually, it's great that we're in business together. And I do talk to a lot of people and generate business and I can do that with you and I can do that with you. So if we're going to continue to work together, here's how we look, here's how we negotiate this relationship. Because I have to be able to work with many different people. Yeah. You see how you just took that gift? Yep. Yeah. Um, It really changes the perspective of what's going on in the world and how people can see themselves and so forth and what their assets are. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm really liking this. I can see the reframing of this so so simply and so easily, um, especially for people who've not had, you know, like, so I've been through multiple personal developments. So, you know, I'm mm-hmm. constantly um, observing and seeing what I can change in my own world. And I'm thinking for people who haven't experienced that before, it's something that they could actually, they could almost snap it out. It, it reminds me of like when I was a little kid and you'd go to, um, I went to church with my grandparents and they'd have the little felt characters and how they moved them on the board. <laughs> it feel like we could three-dimensionally do that for them. We could draw a cartoon character or a thing and show them the perspective of how this is how it's viewed, but this is how it really looks from the other angle. Um, yeah. You know, almost like a kaleidoscope on how you view things. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. I, I when it when I first started working on this work, it came to me like a puzzle, like mm. how you put together a jigsaw puzzle. Because I lo- I love jigsaw puzzles. I'm fascinated by them, and I actually was going through a lot of my personal bullying experiences when my children were younger, and they were doing a lot of puzzles. And I noticed that my daughter would put a puzzle together with from the inside out, where she would actually look for all the pieces of the characters and then put them together and then do the frame. And I thought to myself, well, if that is who we're called to be, is like people that are figures, then let's figure out who all the characters are. And that once we know who all the characters are, the picture comes together. So that's how it came to me. Interesting. Because other people do the frame mm-hmm. and then fill in the right. people. Right. So and that's like pretty much been the narrative. Wagging the, wagging the, the dog the... by the tail. Yeah, and flipping the whole flow of what we, when we talk about bullying, especially adult bullying, the best thing people say is like, oh, well, they're having a bad day, or you know how they are, and all of the focus is on the other person, but this is really an opportunity for you to focus on you, because they're choosing you for a reason. Very interesting, and at some point, um, Gina will be joining us. 
Um, she may be on with us now, so whenever you want to I'm jump here. in and talk. Oh, yay, she's here, she's here. So uh, what is your perspective on what we're talking about with adult bullying? I I'm, just I'm sure you got can. here, so I just got oh. here. I don't have enough of a, uh, what you were talking about to give you my yeah. perspective <laughs> on it. But it's fascinating. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so... So we've really been um, outlining, just for any of you others who are just chiming in with us, we're really talking with Rashana Price, who has really been able to help people step out of a situation where they're being bullied and step into themselves and their awesomeness so that they can see the gifts that they have. So they turn the situation around and really stop the bullying in a way that results in positivity. Um, and it happens no matter what age you are. I mean, whether you're a little kid or an adult. Um, and, and sometimes mm-hmm. it happens, uh, you know, we even do it to other people, and we would never want to do that or think that we do that, and sometimes we might. And she even talked about the perspective of when we hoard someone's gifts and talents and don't share them with the world, we're actually kind of bullying them in, in a more covert kind of method, which is um, – um, something quite new that Roshana, I would encourage you to really talk more about. So like they have a covert narcissism, um, you know, that people talk about, well, gosh, if you're a covert um, bully and didn't even know it, um, you know, that certainly does that when you're um, withholding someone from stepping up and being great uh, because you're afraid that they'll abandon you, leave you, you know, something like that. But Roshana, what else? Well, correct um, me if I'm wrong, Roshana, but I would have assume that with adult bullying, one of the things that often happens is this can happen even in a spousal relationship or a significant other relationship, not just with people that you go to school with. Is that correct? Yes. It can happen in any relationship, friends, families. I talk about it a lot. It happens amongst like mom groups, dad groups, fitness groups. If, if, everyone in the situation isn't aware of who they are and why they show up, it can happen. Before you know it, you could either be an apologetic onlooker that witnessed the bullying or you're the, you're the target of the bullying or you're the bully. Well, and if it's happening within spousal relationships, significant other relationships, mm-hmm. etc., that's even more challenging to deal with, I would expect. Any advice when it's in such a close relationship? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're listening out there, if you've experienced it and you're in a close, intimate relationship with someone, the intimacy layers on something else because that's another piece of the way the control happens around it. But the first thing to do is to start to look for the pattern of behavior. What are the word patterns that are being said? If it's verbal bullying that's happening, if it's physical, that's, a, that's something else that's a part of it. A lot of times it starts in the you can't go there with them. That's the way that I've seen it show up. So in partner relationships, you may have a friend that you go to lunch with a lot. This was your friend way before you got in this relationship or it's a new friend, and then all of a sudden your spouse says, you can't go with them. You can't hang with them anymore. I don't like them. And then there's this negotiation of not only the friend relationship but the spouse relationship. And then the control sets in of how do I now navigate my personal choice of I really want to 
have this friend platonic relationship, but how do I also stay committed and honor my spouse? And then depending on what you believe, that there's submission that goes into that, depending on the beliefs, et cetera. What I recommend is that people start paying attention to when the behavior happens and to, in the moment, ask the question, what is your fear or your concern about whatever the behavior is that they're questioning? What is your fear or concern about? That is the language. Because it puts the underlying feeling right out there on the table. I love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's come across in my world multiple times. Okay. Where um. Yeah. Yeah, where someone um. Where both in family and work relationships. So apparently, there's something about me that I attract people who do this because it's um, it's not one person; it's multiple. Um, are limiting, like. We'll say mm-hmm. things like, we'll, we'll get a new client, and they'll go, I'm the only one who can talk to this person. And I'm like, and, and me, I'm always thinking, why? That's so stupid. <laughs> like, why, <laughs> why would we limit that? And, um, mm-hmm. and I always just figured that they were jealous or thought they need, and they would say things like, well, I need, and I would even question it, and they would get mad at me. And, um, and to be like, well, you've gotten so many clients, let me, I'd, let me just have this one. And I always yeah. still thought that was stupid because we are partners. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been frustrating and minimizing, to say the least, to be around that behavior. And um, I've, over time, started to push away or walk away from those people because it, I found that um, difficult um, to, to deal with because it's so limiting to the whole scope of what we're trying to achieve when it's um, bigger. So, you know, everything that I do, I want to make it big and affect the whole world. Um, so. Gina, how about you? I know personally I've had it happen in very close personal relationships. And I'm getting better at standing up for myself and really not letting myself be bullied. But, boy, that was not always the case. It can be very challenging to deal with when it's in such close relationships, partnerships, you know, significant mm-hmm. others, et cetera. Yeah, especially if it happens over time, like it's a slow creep up or a ramp yeah. up of the behavior. Yeah, it almost, it's like, I like to think about it and give the visual of the erosion that happens or when the tide comes in when you're sitting on the beach and right, your toes are in the water, but the rest of you isn't. And then before you know it, it's like, Oh, I got to move back. I got to move back. And that's the same thing that happens when we're in relationships with people that are bullying us. And we might not have the language to put to the behavior, but the feeling comes of, Ooh, I got to move back or, Oh, I can't share as much because it's not safe. Or the last time I shared with you what I wanted my hope, my dream, you, you, you took it from me. You started talking about your hope, your dream. And then, so next time I'm just not going to share. I'm just going to keep moving back, moving back. And before you know it, you have literally left the relationship in terms of your emotion and your feeling, even though you might still be there physically. Really good point. 
um, mm-hmm. was quite quite poignant. So, <clears throat> Roshana, you have mentioned some other things in your book that we haven't expressed yet. Is there something particular that you want to cover that you haven't had time to, you know, really share and, and talk about in the scope of the world, you know, like from the tarnish effect to stealers, you know, to deceivers, you know, is there a certain area that is more poignant to you? I think in the day and time we live in right now, I I just want to make sure people that are listening or if they're going to watch this later have an opportunity to really think about the characters, this awesomeness stealers. The, the five that are in the book, where we are right now in society in terms of the mental space of a lot of people is really in this taker mentality where people are infringing on others' moments of joy and making them feel bad about something good. Everything from now there are a lot of people at home, and so there's this divide that's happening from the homeschool moms versus the working moms that are now home and like the dialogue around that or those who have more money and those who have less. And when you're able to see the awesomeness dealers and their behavior, you can speak to the behavior and call the behavior out so that the person has an opportunity to either redeem themselves. Oh my gosh, I didn't know I was doing that. That's not who I am. Or if that's who they are, believe them and then make sure that you protect yourself and either shift that relationship or exit it, depending on who they are in your life. And so I really just wanted to make sure that I talked through that for people because the awesomeness dealers are out there and where we are right now and what could come is that there's more of this taker mentality that that starts to permeate our culture. In the world. So right now with um, people being, well, so I actually uh, reached out to some people and was giving them hints and suggestions on things they could do with their children right now, um, having have been in law enforcement in the past um, and seeing things taken out of schools that I think are really important. Um, so I've been commenting on them. So things like it's a really good time to teach kids how to mend things, like whether it's sewing or darning or um, gluing things together, um, organizing and cleaning, helping them plan a menu, helping, you know, having them help cook. Um, and it doesn't have to be just little children. It could be your college students and, and even your partners or spouses or anybody else who's living in your house. We all have the opportunity now to think differently and, rash, and planning and thinking and rationing things out and like how much do we need here and what do we do with this? And then <clears throat> if you're home already, you might as well be sorting and purging as far as what do we have that we don't need that we could give to someone else who's in need right now um, to move it along, mm. especially if things are close to expiration and you like, I'm not going to be able to eat like all these seven cans of beets by next Friday when they expire. Maybe I should donate them to the neighbor <laughs> or something like that. Um, you know, it's an opportunity oh. for people to really think differently. Um, uh, so, um, although I am seeing bullying in the store, uh, my daughter experienced mm-hmm. it. She um, she had a St. Patrick's Day party on Saturday night, and she was she's very smart. She did tell people that um, you know the uh, party's not going to be as big as it was last year. I understand people wanting to stay home, um, probably be 
um, more like 50 people than over 100 like we had last year. Um, bring your own drinks, uh, no ones to share, no pong games or whatever where people share a cup or and she said none of that mm-hmm. no uh, no we're going to have more just you know she was this very uh, hand sanitizer in all the rooms um but she went to the store to purchase food for 50 people and a woman behind her made a comment about you know selfish people um hoarding food and taking things out of mouths of other people and and Devony realized oh there's nobody else in line with her but me so she's obviously talking about me and turned to her and said, I'm having a party with 50 people tomorrow night. And then the lady was like, oh, you know, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, so all of a sudden it was okay that she was buying napkins and paper cups and stuff like that because she was, this was before any of the bands were taking place. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so, and I've noticed people are rioting and fighting and pushing like elderly people um, I've heard are feeling uncomfortable because like they'll go to get things and people push past them to grab the last one off the shelf. So what is your thoughts with a crazy mentality of people living in fear right now? The first thing is to observe. And when you observe something, you have, you have a choice. Once you observe it, you can either judge it or check your intentions to understand. That's the first thing. You have no idea. We, none of us really have any idea what happens in someone else's home. I also have a friend, she has five kids, so a family of seven. She got bullied for buying bratwurst, like 15 of them, which is really only two per person in her household. But when we observe something, it happens so quickly. In less than a second, 0.07 seconds, our brain is processing that information and deciding. So we have to check our intentions to decide if that observation is going to become a judgment that we're going to then say someone is condemning, we're going to condemn them over, or is this going to be something with our intentions where we can share love, compassion, understanding? That's the first thing. The second thing is if you find yourself in that position like your daughter did, she did the exact thing of saying, yeah, this is what's happening. And then the next thing is, is tell that person thank you. Because when we release a thank you into the atmosphere, it creates gratitude that reverberates for you, the person who gave the thank you, and for the other person. Because at the end of the day, your daughter was seen. And when we're seen, even if, we're, it's, even if in the beginning encounter it's negative, the fact is, is being seen in a world where it feels like you can feel like no one cares at all, when you say thank you to someone for seeing you, then you own that power. You take it back. And it's yours. Super, super positive. Um, I'm loving that. And, you know, right now, um, so what you've been able to do is not only talk in schools mm-hmm. to um, community organizations and at a corporate level as well. Um, so you are, you know, going into all three different aspects and talking to um entrepreneur, personal development conferences, and so forth, where you've been able to be seen and heard um, and how you're showing up. And one of the things that I'm assuming has happened for you is as you've been showing up so powerfully, you've probably had haters come out as well. Um, um, so I've, I've been told, you know, once you once you start having haters, it's almost like a sign of success <laughs> that you're like, oh, I finally I have people who hate me. I must be doing well. <laughs> Absolutely. And I wonder about I, your per- personal experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I have definitely had some haters or some people questioning, like, you're not always that positive, et cetera. And the truth is, is I've worked really hard to, and I continue to, moment by moment, see the good. Because when we choose to see the good, we'll see it. And what I tell, like, the people that are even questioning, like, why are you online every day? Why are you putting content out there? Why are you talking and giving your services away or doing pro bono work for nonprofits? It's because I believe in service. And so usually what I say is something of thank you and I must be memorable. I must be memorable. I had someone recently take one of my photos offline and, like, gloss it up and send it back to me as a way to try to control me around what my image should look like moving forward. And if I had been a different person, it probably would have crushed my confidence. You know, in today's society, when you take a picture and then you put it in front of the frame and it like glosses over and fixes your eyebrows and takes all your blemishes away and makes you look somewhat perfect, the truth is is that girl doesn't exist in that photo. And so when that hater did that to me, I said to them, boy, I think I'm exhausted because I've been running through your mind all day. You've been thinking of me because you had to do a lot to this picture. So thank you, and you have a great day. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I've had people do that with mine, and they're not haters. They're people who love me, who absolutely love me, and um, they have altered my photographs. And I'm okay with the fact that they did it. Um, although I won't use those photographs for anything because that's not what I look like. I feel like that's not who I, that's not what, I, I don't retouch my pictures. I'm fine with having my lines or whatever. I, I, I'm okay with it um, because that's what I look like. So the idea that someone would Photoshop me and widen my m- mouth and move my eyebrows and thin me down and I'm like, well, then I'm just going to show up at the next event and they're going to be like, who is this? <laughs> Who's that? Who is that? Yeah. Did that person <laughs> ask your permission before? No, they, they just did, did it as picture. a gift, and, and yeah, um, they just did it as a gift. Now, I have done that for people's pictures, but I don't alter who they are. I just change the lighting. Like, let's say they have a picture on, and it's really dark, and you can't see anybody. I'll take it and lift the colors to it. So now I wonder if they appreciate that or they feel that way, although I'm not altering the way they physically look. Um, but that is interesting to to see the difference in perspective of people see that because the people who did it for me were really joyous that they did it for me and were really excited to share it with me that they did this gift for me, and um and so I just smiled and appeared happy. But I, I and I wasn't unhappy. It was just like wow, these are really great. I felt like caricatures because they didn't look like me. Yeah, ten pounds off and arched my eyebrows and thinned my nose and whitened my mouth and whitened my teeth. And and I already think I'm pretty by myself. (laughs) So maybe that's my self-esteem is like, well, I'm good enough. (laughs) Yeah, you are good enough. But what happened if, what if you weren't that? What if in your mind there was a part of you that questioned, am I good enough? And we have to be careful. And that's why a, a that's why bullying, and especially in the adult realm, is it, goes, it can go too far or it can be bullying and you not know it because part of you did go a little small because you didn't use those photos. 
Well, and what was their intention? And if it was, great, I just wanted to show you another side of who you could be. That's good. However, to get to the thought of who you could be, there is something in the brain that says who you are and how you show up may not be enough. And that's where we have to always question and really just get clear with people. Like, why, what, what was your intention? Like, when you did that, what were you trying to accomplish? Interesting. So that, what, what's your take on that, Gina? Yeah. Sorry about that. I was muted. I hear you. I know exactly what you're talking about, Angie. I've seen that happen to other people as well. I don't think I've experienced it as much in my life, but I definitely know people that have had that experience. Yeah. And it it is quite interesting, too, because um, I've seen some people's pictures because we take pictures of people for the Keep Smiling movement, we have like a Rolodex of like 10,000 people and their images. Wow. And I have gone to find their names because I'm like, oh, yeah, I met them. I think their name's like Teresa, but I can't remember the last name. And I'll go to their Facebook page to find them. And then all the pictures on their Facebook page look nothing like the picture that I have in front of me. And so they're all altered. Mm-hmm. So I actually wow. find it quite disheartening it makes me sad mm-hmm. that they won't um show up as they are that they are so filtered and so um photoshopped that they don't see the beauty in themselves or their character lines or whatever you know that it, it it's that it's done and at the same time I'm okay with people you know it is it's a mixed thing cuz I'm fine with people like um, I actually wear a hair extension. Um, I want longer hair, mm-hmm. and it's way easier mm-hmm. just to clip it in. And clip I'm happy in. to do that, and I'm not ashamed to say that I do that, uh, where other people would be devastated if anybody knew that they did that. Um, you know, it's it's just it's a difference of opinions on whether they're okay with that or not okay with that. So obviously I do put on false pretenses I'm wearing extended hair. <laughs> so, but um, – yeah. You know, so yeah, it's just kind of like I've worn, how things are. Yeah, I, it's so definitely right. Like I have lots of conversation with different people from backgrounds, and when I have extensions in my hair or a different hairstyle, I'm like, yes, this is my hair. I bought it. I paid for it, so it's mine. Um, but I, <clears throat> the caution, the caution around the behavior when it comes to haters is understanding their intentions and yours. And what it right. does to you. And if, if, it, if, it, if someone, even someone who loves you or cheers for you and is doing things that makes you feel like the next time I'll share less, I'll do less, I'll be less, or I'm going to shrink back in some way or, or hide, then you may have an awesomeness dealer and a bully in your life. And so that's how you start to look yeah, and see what's happening in your response. Yeah, that's that's almost painful to hear because it's true. And so, uh, mm-hmm. Gina, I'm, I I actually know someone in Gina's life that Gina may not even be aware of that I've seen do that to her. And um, mm-hmm. and so I know I'll, exactly I'll, who I'll you're talking about. about. <laughs> there you go. And uh, I'm like, wow, you know, that's cr- crazy wacky, wacky doodle um, yeah. that 
that we have those people in our world and we still choose for them to be there, although we do find over time that we've become more discomforting with, with it as we grow stronger mm-hmm. in our own power. Yeah, yeah. I had to, yeah, I had to admit I allowed some of it. Like, I allowed it. I allowed some of the deceivers in my life to be in my life. I allowed them to deceive me. I had an inkling, but I also was, like, hoping it would get better, and it didn't. And so I had to then move from hope to strategy to make it better. Right. And so there is there is Talk part more of about that, that if you would. Because I, I don't think enough people really get that you can make that choice and do that. Absolutely. And yeah. I'd like so to just talk about making it work because a lot of times people are told to dump that person and leave them. But those people can actually be a huge asset to us still if we stand in our power and react to it differently. Yeah. So the first thing is, is like when you have the feeling, and so it may be a conversation that you're in with someone and they're saying something to you and your stomach starts to turn or you start to sweat under your armpits. Those are all signs from your body that something's not right. The body does not know how to lie to what's happening. Even though the brain, we can rationalize it in our brain. Oh, they didn't mean to say it that way. That's not what they're really saying. But the body can feel it of like maybe they're holding back information from me. And so what you have to do and what I did, even in my situation with my deceiver, was I started really listening to what they were saying to me. When we would get on our calls and talk about projects and work, I always felt like there was something I wasn't getting or there were pieces of it I wasn't getting. And when they would start to get angry or frustrated or raise their voice, when I would ask questions and want more information, I started to take notes. Literally, I had a tally sheet of when that was happening, what we'd be talking about. And it got to a point where I could pinpoint there's something with this project and it's specific. And so then I started to actually not show up calls or, and if I didn't show up for the call, I would ask for the notes and I wouldn't get anything. And so I found out that at the end of the day, I was being deceived because what I thought were team meetings were really me meeting with them so that then they could go off and have another meeting with other people. It was all a big hoax. And so for you out there listening, lean into the intuition that you're having in your body that's telling you something's not right, and then start to really track when it's happening phone calls, dialogue, situations, maybe you're going to places and you start to have that feeling, there's something there. And once you pinpoint what it is, you have two choices. You either ignore it and hope it gets better, which it probably won't because the deceiver knows that they're controlling you, or you name it. And when I wrote my book, I hadn't gone back to that deceiver, but since then I have. I went back to that deceiver and said, I know what you're doing. And I know that you've been doing it for a while. And they cried and they were apologetic. And, and I said to them, I'm going to step back from this relationship and then I'll come to you when I'm ready and we can renegotiate what it looks like. And sometimes you have to do that. Even with people that are, you're in a relationship with, spouses, et cetera. Sometimes you have to say, I know what's happened I know what you're doing. I'm going to remove myself, heal from it, and then we can talk about it. 
or we can move forward, renegotiate it. And if you can't renegotiate it, then rather than just leaving, you can say what you have to say and then exit versus leave. You exit. There's a difference. Yeah, definitely there's a difference. Does that make sense? <clears throat> so, yeah, it's um, – certainly something I found myself in where I've confronted someone in a loving way and I've done it in such a loving way and um, and they'll bulk on it and fight me on it and then I'll let it go I'll say okay I'll choose to let it go right now but it's something that I've noticed that every time I bring it up you pull away and uh, mm-hmm. you know so I put up someone the other day I said this is the fifth time I've tried to talk to you about this topic and I'm actually trying to create more money from you rather than take money away from you and the um, avoidance of the topic is um, is now a concern. It's a friendly conversation. Now it's a concern. So it's, it's yeah. something mm-hmm. that people are going to have to be very honest with themselves, especially in, the, in a world and an economy like it is right now that, you know, we want people who are um, genuine and um, honest and step into full integrity. And if they're, if they're not doing so, well, it's a scary world. It's a scary world, and definitely, yeah. So let's see. So um, as, you know, entrepreneurs and people in corporate and people in college and even young children are going through this, if we were to create – so I I want you to create for me a picture, so I'm going to ask you to do something maybe odd – um, I'd like you to maybe think of some kind of symbolism or something that they could like, cause, because we're on radio and we can't see each other. I mean, we could have, if we made it a webinar, um, but where they could have some kind something of symbolism to help them remember um, uh, the steps to take. So it becomes ingrained in them of like, so maybe it has something to do with the discover garden give, or maybe it has something to do with the safer acronym. Can you think of something, mm-hmm. um, or maybe you already have something that's um, of that create a visual for people. So as they're in a situation to help them keep calm and to stay above the emotion so that they can say what needs to be said without getting their triggers pushed and going into an emotional mode to be able to address these things. Yeah. So the first thing is visualize a staircase. Mm -hmm. You see a staircase, you are at the top of the staircase. And while what is being pushed in front of you and even is trying to come up the stairs may seem ugly, it has, it has fear, it has anxiety, it has tears, it has terrible words, all of that is trying to come up the staircase. You still are at the top. And what I want you to do is get those those five letters, SAFER, S-A-F-E-R, in your hands, and you're going to throw the the S down because the situation is yours to control. If you're not of it, the A is your attitude. Tell yourself who you are. I'm strong. I'm confident. I'm capable. The F is the figure that's coming up. You get to decide who it actually is. Once you identify it, you use your E, throw that down. The E is you get to now explore how you choose to fight this. And you fight it with your R, your last one, throw it down by redirecting and turning and walking down the hallway. 
Beautiful. Breaking in the song. These boots are made for walking. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, you're too yes. funny. Well, before we run out of time, where can everyone find you? Yes, everyone can find me at giverofawesomeness.com. Giverofawesomeness.com will take you to the website that talks about bullying, and you can get more information. And for those who are on social media, if you go to giverofawesomeness.org, you can join my private Facebook community of Awesomeness Nation where lots of people are talking about their awesomeness, and I love to pour into people that are in that group. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. It's exciting. Thank you for having me on. Yes. Yeah. Any final words of wisdom before we run out of time? Final words of wisdom. I'm going to go back to it. If you remember nothing else, the bully is choosing you for a reason. So when they show up, it's your sign you have a gift. It's the sign to figure out why are they coming for me. That is your awesomeness, and that's what you're meant to bring to the world around you. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, before we call it a day, Andrea, you've been gone the last couple of weeks. Tell everybody where you were at. (laughs) Thank you. And why? I was in Egypt, both in Cairo and Alexandria. I was invited to come to the Women Economic Forum and speak and to an accept an award, I won, um, was nominated and uh, received an award called Iconic Woman, Changing the World for All, and was um, very honored to be nominated and to receive that award. Um, uh, it was a, an event with 700, over 700 women representing 75 countries, and um, uh, so I'm, um, and I've won an award from them in the past called a Woman of Excellence in 2019 so to or excuse me 2018 so to um be honored again for an even bigger award uh, and distinction was quite exciting so thank you very much gina for giving me an opportunity to to share that and to stand in the um humbleness of receiving such a award so thank you oh andrea i am so proud of you that's why i wanted to save that for you to share today I told everyone last week that you weren't going to be here. And I did actually have a guest last week who was amazing. You'll have to go listen to the oh, replay Oh, good. Of I it. thought it looked like you did. So good. I'm glad that you did. And, um, you know, that's one of the things is I'm so glad that we're able to be such partners that, you know, we can step up and support each other. And when one has to be away, we love on them. So thank you for that. And I think we are out of time. Oh. <laughs> we are. And I just wanted to say again, congratulations on the award. What an honor. I'm so proud of you. And make sure you share it with the world and let everybody know how awesome you really are. Thank you so much, Gina. And Andy and I will be back next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much, Rashana, for all that you've shared today. Certainly great advice and very, very timely given what's going on in the world right now. I think people really needed to hear this today. So thank you for being here. We'll be back. Thank you, Andrea. Thank Thank you, Gina. Next week. Thank you. Have a great week, everybody. And stay well and stay safe. 
Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook.